This is Episode 9 of Essential Oils by Design. Hi everyone, you're listening to Essential Oils by Design, the podcast about essential oils and human design and how they work so beautifully together. We're your hosts, Ros Isbell and Nani Chisire, and there's three things that we're both passionate about, essential oils, human design, and making the world a better place by helping people get both in their lives. Hi, Nani. Hi, Raz. How are you today? I'm good. How are you? Oh, I'm okay. I'm okay. You might be able to tell I've got a little bit of a cold happening. Probably haven't been following my my um, strategy and listening to my body and giving myself enough rest. Mm-hmm. But that's another story. Anyway, (laughs) today we're going to be talking about stress and what it might be for you and some tips on how to give yourself permission to let go of it. We recently talked about burnout a couple of episodes ago, which to us is a state of stress over a longer period of time. Today we're going to talk about things that might stress us out on a day-to-day basis. They might even change daily. Yeah, so imagine a life without stress, or that might be too big for some of you to think about. Sometimes it is for me. I can't even think that you could have a life without it, but maybe even imagine one full day without having stress. And so what we're going to talk about is stress and where it might show up in your human design and definitely essential oils come into play here as a tool to help manage stress. I use them a lot for this and this topic came up because I'm working on, I'm a generator and I'm working on responding to things and I was just on a trip recently and I don't usually have time to read magazines but I grabbed a magazine while I was traveling and it happened to be Oprah and it was like a special edition called Let It Go, Your Guide to a Simpler, More Serene Life, How to De-Stress, Declutter, Recharge, and Find Your Center and Finally Relax. She talks about how stress is how you react when you're caught between a rock and a hard place. Your mind reacts by flooding your body with stress hormones to try to get you out of there. So one of the things that she talked about is behaviorally, and I'm saying she, but the mag- I guess it's the magazine. <laughs> um, but, but of course. We no, know. I'm sure she Oprah has, writes every has, article herself, she, Yeah, <laughs> she has a lot of influence. <laughs> so there is an article in there, like a quiz about worry. And so I was trying to translate this into how it relates to human design and just the behaviors that we have. And what it all came down to is that worry, which is a part of stress, leads into four categories. You might avoid stress, so you ignore what ails you. You might have a one-track mind and constantly worry about stress. You might be a catastrophic worrier and just fear disaster all the time. And then the fourth type was, or some people are a wise worrier. In my opinion, you can become a wise worrier. And that means like just not getting stressed over things that you really don't need to. And why I say that is because I think that you can be a wise worrier when you know more about yourself and your human design and you are living your strategy. And Roz has a few more things to say about this. Yeah, just understanding your human design can help you to deal with stress 
in so many ways. If you understand how it is that you have been wired energetically, what it is that you are good at, where you might be vulnerable in some areas, then you are so much better equipped to handle stress. And not only for yourself, you know, if you know that you happen to have some areas of vulnerability for perhaps being very sensitive and there are places in the chart where sensitivity shows up, then you don't need to feel as stressed when you feel vulnerable or when you're sensitive to something. From a, a family perspective, this is incredible. I know, you know many of you out there will be parents and a great source of stress for a lot of parents is their children for whatever reason, for so many reasons. It might be their behaviour at home. It might be how they're going at school, their friendship groups, those sorts of things, whether they're eating, all of that sort of thing. And understanding your child's design you know, at a top level, understanding whether they are a manifester, a generator type, a projector or a reflector, and then going down even further and understanding which centres they have defined and undefined and even which gates and channels they have so that you have a better understanding of how they operate in the world can really reduce stress levels. It's, it, it really makes a massive difference if you understand how you are wired and in particular how your kids and perhaps partners and family members, other family members are wired. It really helps you to, to deal with some of your own stresses that build up. Yeah. And also, Nani, we, we experience stress a lot of the time in areas that we've been conditioned in. And this isn't a word that we've used a lot yet on this podcast, but stay tuned. I'm quite sure we'll, we'll get to um, using that word a lot more. But for those of you who might not be as familiar with what that means, where we are conditioned is where we have been taught usually by well-meaning people, by parents, family members, teachers, anyone that's been involved in our upbringing, as well as, you know, ads that we see on television, movies that we watch, all sorts of things can condition us to make us feel that we should be something that we're not. And we can particularly be conditioned in our undefined centres or we can be conditioned to be a type that we are not. So if you can imagine being a projector child in a family that's mostly generator types, you can be conditioned to feel like you are a generator, to feel, to, to believe that you're a generator and to do more than you're actually designed to do. So just to go back a step, what I was saying was we often feel stress because we are not doing what we think think we should be doing because we're not doing what we've been conditioned to think we should be doing. And once we understand our human design, it allows us to just take a deep breath, go and understand that, hey, I'm actually not here to do that. Yep. And I think we can even go back and look a little bit about the categories or look at the categories that I was talking about. So 
there are areas in your human design chart where you may be conditioned to avoid things. So if we go back to the different categories that were talked about in regards to worry, if you are in the category of avoiding, and I have an open emotional solar plexus, so I avoid truth and conflict because I don't want to feel other people's emotional waves. So sometimes I don't do things that I want to do and I do things to please others so that I don't feel their wave, but their wave's going to come anyway. But then I start getting stressed because, well, for one thing, I'm not doing what I want to be doing. So I'm probably mad or frustrated about that. And I'm also taking in their energy and if I don't know how to flush it out. So a lot of what we're going to talk about today is about how to let go of that stress because I was taking in something which is conditioning from other people and really the whole name of this game of <laughs> getting to your true self is you know letting go of what is not yours and then you step into what is yours and who you truly are. So in that case, I mean, we've talked a lot about the emotional solar plexus before, so maybe I don't know, need to go into much detail, but I use essential oil sometimes to shed it. My favorites still are melaleuca or lemongrass or even oregano if I have something really, um, really stuck. Um, but <laughs> um, laughing because oregano is a very, very powerful. Powerful oil, <laughs> yes. And sometimes I, I get that stressed out. And the thing I find is that if I hold on to that stress for too long, then then it turns into something happening in my body, which is the next thing that we're going to talk about. But it's just best if you know you have an open emotional solar plexus, you might truly be conditioned or the conditioning can cause you to avoid certain situations because you don't want to feel something. So just being able to let it go is going to help. Yeah, for sure. And also on being an avoider with the open spleen, I know we, I have an open spleen. Those of us with an open spleen can often hold on to things for longer than we should. We kind of don't know when to let things go. And, you know, I've got all the tricks in the trade. You would not believe the number of tricks I have in my toolbox for dealing with stress, but I forget to use them because I'm so hung up on holding on to this stressful situation or this stressful feeling that I might be experiencing. And, you know, that's, that's where we get into trouble. When we hold on to stress for too long, that's when we get sick. That's when we can get you know, little coldy things like I'm experiencing at the moment, perhaps not necessarily stress-induced, but definitely can be. But it can develop into more chronic issues quite easily if we hold on to stress for too long. So like I said, understanding that I have this particular design allows me when I am feeling stressful and when I do forget and it sort of gets to a point where I all of a sudden I think, oh yeah, I'm holding on to this stress that I shouldn't be holding on to. What am I going to do? Am I going to go and get my essential oils? Am I going to go and do a meditation? Am I going to do some deep breathing? Because interestingly enough, breathing is one of the best things we can do to get rid of stress. If you are feeling or experiencing stress, if you just stop, and like I said, I'm speaking to you, people with open spleens who will forget to do this. <laughs> But just stop and take three deep breaths way down deep. Then your body 
thinks that it's safe because you know, stress is a very old, ancient, primal reaction. And it's meant to be one of those things. And we were talking about fear in our last episode. It's meant to be one of those things that we experience for a few minutes, you know, maybe an hour tops, and then we move on. But in this day and age, we don't do that. If we do that breathing exercise that I was just talking about, and when I say breathing exercise, it's barely an exercise. It's literally just taking three deep breaths. We trick our sympathetic nervous system into thinking that everything's safe because you cannot be running away from lions or from the chief of the neighboring tribe if you're taking deep breaths. Yes, and that, and that totally aligns with one of my favorite essential oil blends, which is the respiratory blend, and doTERRA calls it breathe. And breathe uh, it just makes me feel calmer just even talking about it. Um, yeah. but it's, by the way, it's called easy air in Australia. Oh, easy air. Yeah. Yeah. But we mostly know it's breathe. Easy air. I mean, that makes sense. And there are actually multiple breathe products that they have because people need it for a lot of different things. But stress often comes in, in while you're driving in cars or doing other things. So knowing that you can use these essential oils as tools to help you within seconds, it's really awesome. And so if I could only tell you one oil for this whole entire podcast, from my opinion anyway, it's the Breathe Blend or the Easy Air. Um, Absolutely. It's also, um, it's all about sort of working with that heart and lung area too, isn't it? You're mm-hmm. taking into that area and you're being kind to yourself and you're saying, let go of this stress. Yeah. Perfect. Perfect. Yep. And the next little category was a one track mind. And this is like, if you constantly are in a worry rut, how I was tying this to human design is maybe if you have a defined head in Ajna, you can easily think one thing and get trapped in thinking about it over and over without, I guess, opening your eyes to how it could be different. So that that's just that was just my thoughts on it. I actually don't even know how you get out of it other than like being open, like trying to be open to other ideas from people yeah. that don't have that. And I think that is the beauty, isn't it, of understanding your human design is to know that with a defined head and ajna, so that's the tri- the two triangles at the top of the human design chart, if they're both colored in, then they're both defined. And it's actually not that common. There's only you know a small percentage of the population who have both of them coloured in, but if you do understand when you have a defined hidden ajna that you're actually designed to be quite defined and concrete in the way that you think and you get your inspirations and your ideas and the way that you process your information, then it helps you to understand that in fact most of the population aren't like that and there is an opportunity perhaps to look at things differently or to at least appreciate that other people look at things differently to the way that you do. And this is you know, what I keep saying about human design and the, the absolute exquisiteness of it is that it shows us how we operate in the world, but it also shows us that other people operate differently and they're not trying to annoy you they're not trying to pay you off they're not trying to make your life difficult it's who they are you know it's it's not personal 
it's the way we are designed. And the more of us who can start to understand this, the uh, the better and the easier our lives will become. Yeah. And just quickly too, and I know we're going to talk about this a little bit more later on in this episode, but the root centre for sure. If you have an undefined root centre, so the root centre is the one way down the bottom of the chart, if that is white, then you are under pressure to do things and that is a centre for stress. You know, that's a, yeah. that's a place where you can experience stress. Once again, understanding this about yourself can help you to deal with it and to turn it down and to make you understand that, you know, Stress is a really important part of who we are and we do need some in our lives. If we had no stress, then we'd probably die of boredom. <laughs> Although it does sound rather nice, doesn't it, having absolutely no stress. But the fact of the matter is that when you have an open route, you can be on a treadmill where you're experiencing stress all the time. But anyway, we will talk about that in more detail. Yeah, that actually leads me into a quote that I saw in the Oprah magazine from Natalie Goldberg, that stress is an ignorant state. It believes that everything is an emergency, but nothing is that important. Yeah. And I think that what Roz is talking about with the root center, it also happens in the head center. They're both pressure centers. So you, if you look at the human design chart, it's like you're getting pressure from the top and the bottom. Yeah. And I have both of those, so I can understand this. But just knowing a little bit more about that gives me more understanding for myself and just saying, do I really need to be stressed about this? Probably not. But of course, when we're in the moment or like the, the state of stress, we don't even, like Roz is saying, she doesn't remember to take out her toolkit sometimes. So kind of have to like more proactively put this into our mindset yeah. that we need to be a little bit more gentle on our own selves. <laughs> Oh, that's so true. Yeah. So true. And then catastrophizer is just like fearing disaster all the time, but like the disasters rarely come to pass. Roz, where do you see this showing up in the chart? I, I'm just going to be controversial here. <laughs> no, I'm not really. I see this happening also in the defined head center quite often because People with a defined head centre can be very, very definite about the way that they see things and they can find it very difficult to get out of that mindset, to get out of that, that thought process to the point where they don't know how. They don't know how to stop. They don't know how to stop and meditate. They don't know how to think differently. You know, we're, we're told constantly, aren't we, that our thoughts create our reality. But if you have a defined head in particular, that can be a really, really difficult concept to grapple with because, you know, we only have one set of thoughts and we're being told we have to change our thoughts. So once again, understanding that that's how you are designed can actually make that process easier. And, you know, you can gently, you can gently convert yourself into the way of thinking that you need to have. Yeah. And as we're talking a lot about the mind, which to me, the mind is the head and the ajna, either separately or together, essential oils can help you kind of clear that out as well. Oh, yeah. And maybe Roz, I feel like Roz has a twinkle in her eye about something, an oil that helps. <laughs> Well, I don't have this, but someone I'm very close to does. And I really love 
a blend actually, like a homemade blend that I use, which is lavender peace, which is serenity in the States, lavender peace here in Australia, blended with a little bit more vetiver. There's vetiver in the serenity blend already, but I like to pop a little bit more in there. And I also tend to dilute this and, and use it diluted with a carrier oil and just roll some on the wrists or on the soles of the feet uh, or even the back of the neck. And that just tends to take over in a way. It, it's crazy to think that an essential oil can take over your thoughts, perhaps a little bit freaky really, but it kind of does. It feels like that. And I know myself and I have an open head in Ajna, so I'm constantly being bombarded by thoughts from all over the place that if I put this blend on, particularly at nighttime, it will stop those stressy thoughts in their tracks. Mm-hmm. And like we were saying, you can become more of a wise worrier and worry about the things that are really important. And that just comes from knowing yourself and following your strategy and learning what is right for you. Yeah. And if you um, listen to us often enough, you will get sick of us telling you that if you have a problem, if things aren't working out for you the way that you would like them to be working out, the way that you feel they should be working out, we'll just direct you back to follow your type and strategy. Depending on your type, so if you're a manifester, a generator, a manifesting generator, a projector or a reflector, each of those types has a different strategy. And if you go back, way back to our third episode, we talk about those strategies in a fair amount of detail. Yeah. And an example for me of this would be, I'm a generator. I'm not a manifesting generator and I'm not a manifester, but I am going to share how it plays out with stress. So in the past, in my corporate life, I would take on projects that I thought needed to be done because I could see that I could help somewhere, but they were not asked of me. I was not responding. I was definitely initiating And I became so overwhelmed and so stressed because I was not following my strategy. And the minute I did, and there was like a point where I I broke and then came back to my strategy, I guess in a natural state, I didn't even know human design then, but I started just doing what my boss told me to do, which is actually a way of responding. And it was like, I didn't know it could be this easy. Not that I guess it was ease and flow and energy and not stress. And can I just ask you, Nani, do you think that was because you were conditioned to think that you should be initiating? Yes. Partially from, I guess, business school and different things that I learned because now I'm learning that people train you and they probably are a certain type and then you learn from them and you're not that type. And I also grew up with three people that are older than me, um, that are manifesting generators. So like we were saying, it's not because they were trying to tell me to be a manifesting generator. They were just being themselves, but it conditions into you that that's how you're supposed to be. And it's not by bad intention. It's just, this is just what happens in our world. That's right. That's right. Understanding your human design to the rescue again. It does make such a big difference. It certainly made a massive difference to the amount of stress that I experience in my life. Um, an amazing difference. 
Yeah. And the next thing we want to talk about are our bodies and how they signal us that we're stressed in some way. And one of my favorite books about this, about the mind-body connection, or even emotion and body connection is called You Can Heal Your Life by Louise Hay. Beautiful book. Yeah. (laughs) So we often get stuck in thoughts and emotions, um, but it's so amazing to like, in this book, you can look up a physical pain that you have, and she kind of gives you an interpretation of what emotions or other things might be causing this in your life. So the book explains possible reasons behind the physical pain, and her solution as well is letting it go in the essence, dissolving the thought or feeling that's holding you back so that the pain can also dissolve. And Roz and I are very familiar in supporting this process with essential oils because I think of them as like you put it on and it's like this magical little potion helper that dissolves what needs to be dissolved and you just let it go, which is what we've been talking about in this whole episode is a lot of the ways that you can relieve stress is by letting things go. Oh yeah. Yes. And we often think, well, it can't be that simple. I mean, you know, I've got a mortgage payment that needs to be made and I don't have the money in my bank account to pay it and I'm going to lose the house. I guess that the the stress that we're feeling inside us, we have to ask ourselves, is it helping us or is it hindering us? Is it getting us into the right vibrational state to be able to get out of the situation or is it in fact putting us in a lower vibrational state so that the problem just exacerbates. And I know that sounds so simple. If I had have said that to myself 10 years ago, you know, over some of the things that I was getting stressed about back then, I probably would have wanted to punch myself in the nose. But now I understand. I went through a very, very stressful period in my life when I was in my early 20s. And I was mentored by somebody at that time who was very well read in you know, new thought. And this person suggested that I do some mind power work. Um, it was actually NLP work when NLP really was very, very new. And it was about, you know, you might as well let go of the stress because it's not going to change. You can either choose to feel good about it or choose to feel bad about it. And what I know they were saying is this piece about increasing your vibration. I know this now that if you are prepared to let it go and feel better about something, your vibrational state increases and you start to attract things to you that will sort the problem out. But if you stay in that stressful state then your vibration remains low and you continue to attract to yourself things that will perpetuate the situation. So I hope that makes sense. I know it sounds it sounds very easy to say, but in actual fact, it really is incredibly easy to do once you've embraced it as being truth. And these essential oils, they are vibrational tools they all vibrate at a higher rate than we do as humans. And just by using them, we increase our vibration and we bring things to us. These little bottles are incredibly powerful. Yes. And I, I um, invite you to try just testing out 
essential oils. It doesn't, like Raz is saying, they're all high vibration. So you can use any oil that you like. Oh, just make sure that it's a really high quality one. That's why we use doTERRA because we know that they are really high quality. And what I was meaning by any oil as well is like any, if I can call them flavors, <laughs> um, <laughs> any, any smell that you desire. This isn't necessarily about picking the exact right oil for something. We are giving you suggestions, but you can really just play around with oils and put them on and see if they help. I do this with my kids. Sometimes, whether they like it or not, I can just either put it in the air in the diffuser or put it in a roller ball and swipe it on. And I kind of just test out. I'm like, if they're really getting stuck in something, I just see what happens. And I have never had it where it hasn't made some improvement of the mood within minutes. Yeah, they are incredible. And that diffuser trick is amazing. <laughs> if there's if if there's a lot of stress happening in the house for any particular reason, you can just pop some well-chosen oils in the diffuser and it has an effect on everyone, a good effect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're going to talk a little bit about how this can affect you physically. So maybe you don't even know that you're stressed, but all of a sudden you're feeling physical pains in your body. Your body can give you signals to tell you what you need to think about or what might be going on for you. So we're going to just tell you about four that are like pretty common ones. And we can tell you some oils that go with them. And I'll also tell you what Louise Hay has to say about them. So do you ever have head tension? This one from the book that we we're talking about is about self-criticism or fear. And Roz maybe can give us some suggestions for oils. I know I can give you one. Past tense is great for head tension. It's actually called the tension blend. Past tense is the American name. Is that the same in yeah. Australia? Yeah, it is. I know whenever I have head tension, and I do not get it very often, but when I have it, a swipe of past tense helps me very, very quickly. But also ice blue, deep blue, same thing, mm -hmm. ice blue in Australia, deep blue in America, and I think most of the rest of the world, um, is also fabulous for helping to relieve head tension. Peppermint, I know that's one of your favourites, Nani. Yes. Right. <laughs> and also another one which is really, really powerful and works really, really well with head tension is copaiba or copaiba, which is an oil that is part of the doTERRA range probably for the last just over 12 months now. And it's incredibly powerful and you're dealing with, you know, particularly if it's something to do with you feeling a bit nervy about something, a bit nervous about something and, and you've created some tension in your body, particularly in the head area. I pick that one sometimes too because I, like many people, have gotten peppermint in my eyes and the copaiba is not as minty <laughs> as the other ones we were talking about, but it really does help me. And I've also, there's like obviously multiple alternative therapies that can help with these things too, but I learned from my chiropractor that head tension could actually be from me like tensing up, being stressed maybe at work and putting my hands on my keyboard and like sometimes if your desk is too high, you're like reaching above where your arms naturally are supposed to be. And this can all cause your head to hurt, even though it's like happening, tensing up in your shoulders and other places. So absolutely. But the oils help a lot. Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. 
And another, well, we were already talking about breathing in the past, but I personally feel stress in my chest. I feel like a tightening and it's it's a huge thing where we can feel stress in our bodies. And like we've already talked about, the respiratory blend is amazing. And Louise Hay's book says that breathing has to do with fear of not taking in life fully. That means anything to you. But I love looking these up because usually they're spot on for what's going on in my life. And um, so sometimes I can just think about that. She actually offers affirmations in her book too, if you like affirmations to go along with putting on the essential oils. So are there some other oils, Roz? Yeah. Once again, peppermint. Peppermint's great for opening up the airways or helping you to get more air into your body. And another one that can help in that area too is wild orange. That's good too because I know that you know not everybody loves the minty, mentholy smells that breathe or easier and peppermint offer. So if you prefer something a bit sweeter, wild orange. Yeah. And the neck is another one, and this one has to do with stubbornness or inflexibility. So for me, the oil for that one would be cypress because that helps you flow. Yay, Um, cypress. (laughs) And then, of course, people often get back pain, and there's back pain up and down your entire back. And I can definitely relate to this one. I was actually like in pain for about two months recently because of this. And the back pain has to do with lack of support in life in some way. It could be like financial support, support from people around you. It just depends what support means to you. I use frankincense, deep blue and copaiba because those are like my heavy hitters. So this brings us kind of more maybe to why you're listening, like what can bring you peace? How can you find out what you can let go of, what is not yours, so that you don't have to be as stressed as you might be? So all types probably need to say no more often. And that's like such a simple thing, but it's super powerful because if you're a manifester, a projector, reflector, you don't know when enough is enough. You don't have the energy that other people do, even though your condition to think that you do. And so saying no to some things like you just don't need to do as many things. And I am a generator and this goes for manifesting generators as well. If we're not in our sacral and following our strategy, we're going to say yes to things that came into our heads that are not even right for us. So I would say for my one suggestion for all people, all types, is to think about saying no more to things that you don't want to do and yes to the things that you do or that you have energy for. And you can use essential oils kind of in this area for protection, like On Guard or Clove, if you don't like blends. And On Guard is the protection blend. So there you go. Kind of protects you to doing what's right for you. And I wanted to just talk a little bit more about essential oils because this actually came up in the O magazine. They say soothing your senses. It actually talks about flower power and how simply just smelling a rose, lavender, or jasmine can calm your entire body. And what I can say about essential oils are that they, they're natural, so they work with our body systems. They're actually organic compounds, so they're going to work with us in a way that's right for us. They can change your mood in seconds. 
They're empowering because you can have them in your house and you can have them on hand and you can have them in your purse. They can empower you to change things, change your mood, and they're easy to use. Like you can use them in so many different ways. You can wear diffuser necklaces so that you just have it on your body and you can smell it at any time. You can use roller balls. You can diffuse it. You can smell it out of the bottle. There might, there's probably way more ways, <laughs> but that for me, I just, I have to just talk about how much essential oils have, have helped me. And it, it's because of all of those things. Yeah. Oh, and then they are life changing. Just the fact that for me personally, I can be sitting at my desk working with essential oils around me and depending on how I'm feeling, where I am on my emotional wave, because I'm emotionally defined, what's going on in my life at the time, I can just put my hand on an essential oil that I think is going to be helpful for me, take a sniff and all of a sudden whatever it was that was bothering me becomes less of an issue. I'm not saying it goes away, sometimes it goes away, but it becomes, in most cases, less of an issue. It's so easy, so safe. Yeah, another fun thing about essential oils as a tool is that if you're around other people and I'm just like imagining a picture of myself in the office and someone around me, I can tell they're, say, frustrated or something else or stressed out. I can literally give them a gift of reducing their stress. I say, would you like to try an essential oil or would you do you like lavender or whatever the question is but if they say yes and they put it on it helps both of us and it's like a gift that you can give to other people so absolutely cool yeah and nanny the human design types we haven't talked a lot about the specific types and how they experience stress But I know as far as the open sacral people, and when we talk about open sacral people, we're talking about 30% of the population, the manifestors, the projectors, and the reflectors. And if you don't know your type, you can go to mybodygraph.com and put your details in there and you will get a human design chart and it will tell you what your type is. If you happen to be a manifested projector or a reflector, you are an open sacral type and you don't have a lot of physical energy to work and to live. And for you people, and I love this saying, Nani, I love it, you need to sleep as if your life depends on it. I actually got that one from the O magazine. Yeah, it's very powerful because it's very true. Your life does depend on the amount and the quality of sleep that you get. And when you have an undefined or open sacral, it can be very difficult to get the amount and the quality of sleep that you need. So what you need to be doing is you need to be laying down before you get sleepy, before you're tired, and you need to lay down for half an hour and allow all that built up energy in your sacral that you've taken on from other people around you to diffuse, if you like, to just very gently leave your body and then you will find that you can sleep a lot better. And another thing that you can do, especially while you're doing that, is to diffuse some calming essential oils, something like lavender or vetiver or that calming blend we were talking about before, which is serenity in the States or lavender peace here. Or the comforting blend is another one I'm thinking of. Console. Yeah, beautiful. That one. I do have one other thing as well, and it's it's not so much to do with sleep as it is with 
understanding who you are and not being stressed about the fact that you don't have a lot of energy. Because if you have an open or undefined sacral, you will most likely have had times, perhaps a lot of time, where you have felt stressed about the fact that you haven't been able to keep up physically, I'm talking about here. You haven't been able to do what you see other people around you doing and understanding that you are a non-sacral being and you don't have the energy to do that can diffuse so much stress. Mm-hmm. Once again, that comes back to understanding who you are from a human design perspective. So the generator and the manifesting generator actually need to move physically. So if you are not moving enough, you may get stressed out because your body actually wants to get moving. And something you could do is exercise in a fun way for you and try to figure out ways to move in a way that you enjoy. You'll also sleep more if you exercise more. So if you're not getting enough sleep as a generator, manifesting generator, just get moving a little bit more during the day. I like to use peppermint and wild orange or the invigorating blend called Motivate to get me moving. I've probably talked about those before, but they are oils that really pep me up. <laughs> we, we probably could go into many, many hours about the centers and stress, but we just want to touch on a few that are probably the, the key areas. We already talked about the root center being when it's open or undefined and how you can feel stress and pressure from other people. But this is actually where if you have a defined root center, you can actually thrive on stress and you might like it to be kind of exciting. I guess stress might be viewed in a different way here, but it literally is the center for stress and adrenaline. So you are actually doing well with stress. And Roz has the defined root. So maybe you can talk a little bit more about that. Yeah, it's um, it's interesting because it's not something I think about a lot, but I, most people who have a defined root center aren't what you would call the stressy types. They experience stress, but they're not particularly stressy people. And that I certainly fit into that category. And and there are times where I have, you know, sustained stress and it does wear me down. But I know when I am really on top of my game, I am experiencing a little bit of stress and it's kind of it's kind of good. It's kind of a cool thing. It it feels good to think, Oh, I've got it from here and there and there and there. And that and it and it I can feel it and I can feel it pushing me along and making me do. So in that respect, that is a good kind of stress. And the essential oils that I would use would be vetiver and arborvitae just to feel more grounded. But I have an open root, so I, or undefined, so I am feeling pressure and I just want to feel more grounded. So I don't know if they're the same for Raz. Um, yeah, I like basil for the defined root. I think it's a really good oil for the defined root. I just want to say to those of you with your undefined root centers, and Nani, I'm talking to you, and I'm talking to some other people close to me, that I get it. I know that you feel like you're always under pressure. You're always feeling this stress. And really, you know, we, although there's not a lot more to say on the matter, this is probably, of all of the things that we've talked about in this topic, this is probably the biggest area for experiencing stress, the undefined root center, the white root center. If you have an undefined root center, I just want you to know that it's still going to happen. 
It's still going to get done. Nobody else cares about it as much as you do. Just know that people aren't deliberately putting pressure on you. If you are feeling pressure from somebody just by standing next to them, they've probably got a defined root center that, once again, it's not personal. Don't feel like you have to get things done all the time. Take time to rest. Take time to look after yourself. Take time to smell the roses. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and what I learned was to ask yourself, what would happen if I didn't do this today? And if it's not something super extreme, move it to another day or a day when you're like super excited to do it. And it becomes the first thing on your list of wants, of things you're responding to. Absolutely. And the next one is the emotional solar plexus. And we've talked more about this in an earlier episode. If you look into the two-parter that we did earlier on about the centers. And if you have a defined emotional solar plexus and you worry about why you have these highs and lows, understanding that that's the way you're designed can make such a massive difference to your life. And I also want to say that we can get stressed out over making decisions. If you are undefined, if you have an open emotional solar plexus, you're designed to make decisions quickly. You're designed to make decisions in the moment. So don't let somebody tell you to sleep on it because that's not correct for you. And you'll probably, if you sleep on it, it will cause stress for you. And vice versa, if you have a defined emotional solar plexus, if it's colored in brown, you need time. You need to at least sleep on a decision. Sometimes it's going to take even longer. It's going to depend on the individual circumstances. And sometimes it depends on the individuals. They take longer than others do to make decisions. Don't stress about it. It's who you are. If you push and make a decision too early, there's a very, very strong chance you'll make the wrong decision and then you'll be experiencing stress of a different kind. So just understanding how you are designed to make decisions by the way that your solar plexus is defined can really help you to feel less stress. And the essential oil that I might suggest here is a blend, the grounding blend, which is called Balance in the U.S., Balance everywhere. Yeah. And I mean, doesn't that make sense? Because especially with the open emotional solar plexus, you, if you were like out in the, in the woods, you actually would be pretty balanced. It's when we're around other people's emotions that we can go up and down and it can be really great. I mean, even in emotions that we talk about as negative, it can still be great because you're like bonding with the people around you. But balance can kind of just pull you back from wherever you are. And I think that could be on a defined one as well. It's kind of just a balance. Yeah. I would say though, there there's one more thing that someone told me recently that can help you proactively not get as stressed about things that chronically stress you out, like doing work that you don't want to be doing, for example, is to like kind of get yourself in a happy place before you take on something that could stress you out. So for me, it could be listening to something I love, like this podcast. No, just kidding. Or listening to music, using the essential oils, drinking a coffee, dancing around, whatever makes you happy. I don't know. Roz, maybe you can tell us a little bit what Uh, what makes you happy. My big thing is the music. (laughs) If I'm feeling a little bit low or, as you were saying, if I want to get into the mood to do something, 
you know, it's going to be the essential oils and some background music that I really enjoy listening to that sort of gets, you know, there's something about the rhythm and, you know, music has its own vibration as well that absolutely helps to get me where I need to be and, you know, takes the stress out of it. Yeah, so think of that as being intentional. So if you want the mood to be happy, listen to the happy things and put the intention into the oils you choose. Yeah. And that's that's kind of just a more proactive idea for something you could try. Yeah. And my guess is that we could talk about this topic for 10 hours more, but we need to wrap up at some point. So <laughs> yeah, we better. <laughs> and we hope that you found some of our ideas interesting or helpful. So you can let go of a little bit of stress by just being more of yourself and knowing yourself a little bit better. And thank you for listening. If you have questions or interested in learning more about human design or essential oils, you can go to our websites, beyouwithnani.com for me or findyournaturalgroove.com for Roz. If you don't already have essential oils, but want to get some in your home, connect with either of us and we can help you. And if what you've been listening to has been helpful and you want to help us spread the word about essential oils and human design, please give us a five-star rating on iTunes and the five-star reviews helps us spread our reach. Thank you for listening. Um, good night, Raz. No, I'm not. <laughs> good morning, Nani. <laughs> I will talk to you later, Raz. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everyone. Bye.